As crime was on the rise in urban centers in the U.S. in the 1950s and 60s, several planners, architects, criminologists, sociologists, and researchers from related disciplines dove into the topics of crime prevention, neighborhood security, and improving livability. As they explored further, it became clear. The design of spaces influences the behaviors of the people and can be utilized to revitalize urban centers. Welcome to Breaking Paradigms, a podcast where we talk about global perspectives on spatial planning in practice and theory by Constance Frech and Sarah Kouchy. In this episode, we will explore the principles of crime prevention through environmental design, short CIPTED. We will look at its principles and how it is implemented. As we discussed in our last episode, this methodology has changed significantly in its approaches since its inception in the 1960s and 70s. The International CIPTED Association, short ICA, actually writes this on their website. CIPTED is among the most resilient crime prevention theories of the modern era, primarily because it works so well in practice and because on the surface many CIPTED solutions appear common sense. However, in practice, implementation of CIPTED solutions often lack a rigorous process of analysis and application, which results in simplified and poorly thought-out solutions. Poorly applied CIPTED strategies can inadvertently cause harm by excluding some legitimate groups from areas or by displacing crime to other areas. This is why the ICA has been professionalizing the field of CIPTED through education, research certification, and instituting a CIPTED code of ethics with all its members. The ICA is a global network and was founded in 1996, based on the research of Oscar Newman, C. Ray Jeffrey, Jane Jacobs, and many others. If you want to find out more about the ICA, check out the link in the description, and as always, you will find all of our sources there as well. In order to get a current look at the state of CIPTED, we reached out to Dr. Macarena Rao, who is the current president of the ICA, and she kindly agreed to an interview. She is based in Chile and has a background in architecture and architecture philosophy, and has worked in different countries around the globe. So let's dive into the topic. What is CIPTED and what are its main characteristics? So I will uh, tell a little about the history of CIPTED and the definition of CIPTED. CIPTED is a methodology that uh, using and modifying environmental variables uh, seeks to achieve three main objectives, to reduce uh, fear perception, uh, opportunity of crime and increase social cohesion. For that purpose, uh, CEPTED applies different principles. CEPTED is not new. This year, the International CEPTED Association has a birthday. We, we will have 25 years uh, since we were founded. 
And Septet started in the early 60s or 70s with different authors that are very well recognized, like Jane Jacobs, um, the author of the book Death and Life of Great American Cities, among others. And um, since that moment, uh, until now, uh, Septet has evolved. This is something very beautiful about the methodology. It's a living methodology. At the beginning, the main objective was to reduce the opportunity of crime. So the idea was to change mostly <clears throat> the physical environment uh, with the four main principles, natural surveillance, territorial reinforcement, natural access control and maintenance. But then later, at the beginning of the year 2000 almost, uh, we start the second generation that add all the social architecture with a fifth principle that is citizens' participation. In that sense, for us, it's very relevant when we applied accepted methodology project to involve the community and to understand that all neighbors are the um, natural experts of the environment and that we need their wisdom to achieve the goals to reduce crime, to reduce fear perception and increase um, social cohesion. Next, we asked, what does it actually look like? How is it implemented? Something that is very beautiful about SEPTED is that it's very concrete. We can see uh, very um, big changes in the environment the most of the time. For example, uh, I can remember some projects uh, with some very vulnerable communities that they, uh, they needed a school, a new school or a community center. And we developed a SEPTED uh, project to engage them and with the municipality, with national um, government uh, agencies, for example, uh, in the whole process to design that school or to design that community center. This is a very typical project uh, from the developing countries side. Another typical accepted project can be to um, change uh, or renew all the public lighting in a street because uh, we need proper lighting to prevent um, sexual abuse, for example, or robbery. What is very relevant is to apply the septed uh, cycle of a project, what we call uh, the septed project cycle, uh, that uh, is based on five stages. The first stage is the septed diagnosis that defines the septed problem. The second one is the accepted design implementation. The third one is the concrete implementation. And the fourth one is the evaluation. If we apply the whole uh, project, uh, we will be uh, more near a successful solution. We can find in some vulnerable areas uh, much defensible architecture. Uh, schools, for example, that looks like jails, not like schools, because they are very afraid most of the, these schools are in narco-traffic territories and they are in the middle of uh, shootings and they are very afraid. So we understand that they need to take care of, of uh, the, uh, the perimeter, for example, and they look finally like a jail. But this is not what SEPTED promotes. SEPTED promotes the opposite. SEPTED promotes integration. SEPTED promotes uh, open, open visual fields. Uh, uh, very clear connections with the surrounding community. So uh, at the beginning, we understand that the first reaction of a victim is to defend uh, themselves um, from the 
the context uh, that is dangerous. But then it's very needed to start connecting the surrounding communities, for example, to give the proper information to the students, to the parents. Um, in that sense, we develop a master plan, accepted master plans for safe schools. And this is a great opportunity to announce that ICA, that is uh, organized in different committees, has an, a school committee, the ICA school committee, and they are very ready and prompt to launch the ICA global uh, guideline for school. And since we were looking at hostel architecture in our previous episodes, what are the similarities and differences of CEPTED to hostile design? At the beginning, when the septet first generation started in the early 70s with Sarah Jeffery, the founder of septet uh, and a criminologist, uh, he wrote the first septet book. And the first generation of septet was very oriented to reduce opportunity of crime. And some of the interpretations of uh, Sarah Jeffery's books, some of the interpretations um, went to a more, or uh, offered a more uh, defensible uh, architecture. But uh, if we read again the book, uh, then we discover that uh, Sarah Jeffery, from the beginning, opens the door for the third generation septet. Third generation septet, I am a big fan, but it's a very brand new since the past year. Uh, we had some papers and journals from the scientific community. So we need to wait a long time until we can say that we have the third generation septet. It's based on the Maslow pyramid and considers, for example, um, self-transcending in the spaces, uh, identity, a strong identity from people with the community and the urban spaces. Public health, it has much to do with the COVID crisis and has to do with much quality of life and um, liability in spaces. In our research for our previous episode, we often hit a wall in terms of available research about the differences and similarities between the global north and south regarding this topic. However, the question struck us and we were wondering, what is the role of CEPTED in the Global South? Are there differences to the Global North? Really, more than uh, the difference, uh, more than in the North, in the South, uh, for my uh, perspective, is a difference uh, from one borough to another. It's very funny. It has to do with social cohesion and the structure of the social network. Sometimes in a northern city, for example, in the United States, in Canada, we can find uh, some uh, neighborhoods that are super open because they have an incredible leadership there and all neighbors are involved and engaged and they practice barbecues and they don't need to have a defensible architecture. But sometimes in the same city, very near, we have gate communities all around because they don't want to connect with the neighbor and they want to be super protected, but they don't understand that to be in a secure island doesn't mean necessarily that you are protected. Uh, in the most of the time, you are more vulnerable. The, the really sustainable protection is to know your neighbor. In most of my workshops, I start asking the audience, do you know your neighbor? It's, the, it's a crucial point. You need to start creating alliance and friendship with your neighbors. And so we can start uh, applying a very successful septed uh, intervention. I did a project, a consultancy project, uh, the 
past four years with an institute uh, in the United States, the Responsibility Hospitality Institute. That is very interesting, but uh, because they takes care about the nightlife economies and uh, considers interventions in different cities of the world to um, make sure that uh, nightlife districts are safe and vibrant and very successful. So with them, I, as consultant, I did projects in Philadelphia, in Toronto, in New Orleans, in Chile also, some projects of the nightlife economies. And it was very interesting to understand that, uh, as I mentioned, some uh, crime patterns and also the fear perception is very similar in some uh, night districts. But the response was very different. And this is something very interesting about the accepted methodology. For example, some of the ideas for the Toronto intervention that was super interesting. Toronto has a very big nightlife district um, that had some issues uh, with violence and violence against women, for example. We, from a accepted perspective, we improved the bathrooms inside the uh, venues, the nightlife venues. Because bathroom, uh, we, the most of the time we think they are not so relevant and they are super crucial for women, for example, and also for uh, drug dealers. So we improved bathroom, we, we applied septet inside the venue, in the bathroom, and also we create um, pedestrian routes uh, with the septet principles um, applied to make a, a, a proper way to go out of the venue and connect, for example, with a taxi at 4 a.m. in the morning for women. That is something very relevant that was made. In New Orleans, it was more about management with the um, local government and also with the state government. It was very interesting. We talk about ordinances. Uh, the, the nightlife district in New Orleans, uh, it's very um, historical. So it was very relevant to protect also the architecture with this kind of regulations and ordinance. Um, now, and in Chile, sorry, uh, we articulate police, uh, police uh, patrols and police officers more closely with the city halls and the nightlife district. It was more an issue of articulation, the, the response of the um, criminal situation than uh, to intervene with the physical architecture. So uh, as you can see, it's very diverse, their response. And the other aspect that I want to highlight is that in the context of a COVID crisis, everything is changing. We saw, for example, a um, um, reduce of crime indicators, um, talking about common crimes, robberies in some uh, cities of the world, but an incredible increase of violence, domestic violence, and also cyber crime. So we need to be very aware because it, it doesn't mean that uh, we will have no more crime. It, it means that we need to be very aware and stay tuned and to observe in a very scientific way what is happening with the COVID context and be prepared uh, for the future. So how will be the response to our crime problems from an environmental perspective in the future when the COVID crisis is over? Something that is also very, very positive, incepted and very beautiful is that it's very um, flexible uh, to adapt to different contexts. We always say in the septed world that every, about a, a good septed project, everything is about understanding the context. 
and it's uh, evidence-based uh, approach. Uh, what does it mean? That it is case by case. What is uh, happening in a borough in Santiago de Chile, in the capital, uh, is completely different as what's happening in a borough in Toronto, for example. It's, uh, probably it could be the opposite, but also it has some similarities. And this is the beautiful part. Um, of course, when you understand the context, you need to understand the levels of uh, crime, the levels of fear, perception of violence, uh, for example. And we can see some uh, similarities. Uh, as human beings, we uh, perceive fear in the same way all around the world. We construct our environmental perception, scanning information from outside, connecting that information with our previous experience, and then we construct the internal perception of fear. If we talk about numbers, for example, uh, the perception of fear of some women in Mexico, Chile, Tokyo, and Toronto, in, uh, they it can be the same in some levels and scales. The, the problem can be the same in the same levels, but the solution, the response, must consider the context. And the context can be super different. The budget available can be completely different. And also the cultural background. I, I always uh, uh, said that from an ICA perspective, the International Accepted Association, the institution that I lead uh, in a global scale as president, we invite uh, all members of the audience, in this case, to visit our website and to become an active accepted member. We love to uh, share experience and to share uh, more knowledge and ordinances and publications all around the world, because it's the way that we can create um, open eyes <laughs> to, to promote uh, safer spaces in a very deep sense. In the past four to five years, a working group at the ICA also worked on developing an ESO code, which was published recently. It details both the past and the inceptions, but most importantly, a detailed description of the current methodology of CIPTED and its application. We will link to it and further resources in the description below. Crime prevention through environmental design looks different in different places and to different people. As Macarena Rao said, there are many factors to consider, both in terms of local reality and personal factors, because gender, wealth, race, disability and many other factors influence what feels secure to an individual, in addition to the local situations. So what is your take on CIPTED? Have you heard of it before? And do you know crime prevention measures taken in your place that positively or negatively influence your own feeling of security? This was Breaking Paradigms by Constanze Frech and Sarah Couchier. Be part of the conversation. If you like what we do, consider supporting us and join our Patreon community. Connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, and at breakingparadigms.org. Content and editing by Constance Fech and Sarah Couchy. Sound design by Didac Barroso and Florian Frey.